Hi and welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm going to dive into dieting and dieting culture and potentially dieting mindset that's uh, maybe holding you back from moving away from dieting cycle. Um, if you feel like you've been stuck in one. Uh, so if you feel like uh, this is the episode for you, grab your headphones, go for a walk and I hope you're going to enjoy it. So social media and internet are flooded with companies selling you the best shakes and the juice and the diet programs to lose weight. And here is this program and here is another eight-week program promising you amazing results. And it's almost impossible to push against it. But here I am trying my best and I'm going to carry on on my mission. In my opinion, this has red flags all over it. So if uh, you are approached by somebody who is uh, offering you quick results, but they are asking you to buy their products, um, whether that would be vitamins or shakes or any meal supplements, um, and they are not providing you with a tailored plan for you that fits your personal life, then it's red flags and um i'm gonna dive in into why but it, it's all over it's everywhere and um i am here today to hopefully tackle this subject i remember when i started to think about becoming a pt it was when i lose um, my weight um and um, i was happy with the approach i chose and i managed to keep the weight off i've decided to become a pt because i was determined to break this um companies dieting cycle and to actually show women that it can be done without spending money on detox programs um and it can be 100% done i uh, i remember i started looking um back then instagram was huge still is but um i was even more on it um and i was i think i was following all the influencers that call themselves coach um and they're, they're not actually coaches. Now, this is the really, really scary part. So they would have in the bio, they would have, I'm a, I'm a coach, you know, you know, I'll help you with the nutrition and workout. And what they were actually, they were part of, um, I think they're called pyramid companies. And, but they said, you don't have to be qualified coach. You don't have to be qualified PT. All you need is to buy this I don't know. I think it was like a booklet, like an ebook, and you need to buy this. That was like the products, and you need to basically sell these workouts and sell these products, and uh, and yeah. And I'm like, hang on, th this this can't be right. Like, how can you, like, okay, like right? And I was straight away. I was like, no, I'm I'm not doing this. Thank you. I'm not interested. Um, I started looking more into this and actually there is uh, tons of people and the fitness influencers on social media who do this and they call themselves a coach and they sell you their workouts plans and they're not they're not tailored to you they're generic workout plans and they sell you these products or whatever that may be uh so so yeah that was that was first to me that was like oh this is this is not right so I did qualified as a personal trainer I did my course I did the qualification I did my exams um 
then we've got another another part of the dieting culture are some of the slimming clubs that are out there who promote the scale victories only and the kind of the like shaming culture if like let's say you maintain your weight or you haven't not not that you haven't lowered the body fat but the number on a scale hasn't changed this unfortunately creates a very unhealthy relationship with food and eventually with your body as well and some of these clubs also label foods as good and bad and I remember one of my clients in one of the reviews actually told me that she developed eating disorder and very abusive relationship with herself and with her body as a result of eating foods that were bad when here I do want to mention that food hasn't got a moral value such as good and bad. Anyway, what does good and bad even mean? Food is simply higher and lower in calories or nutrition value. And that's it. So understanding the food values and creating your own meal plan. So you eat for your goals, but you can have something that you enjoy is really important. And once you understand um, the nutrition value of some foods and the macros, then it's much easier to make those choices and you make those choices without guilt. <clears throat> Another reason why I'm so determined to to really help women uh, move away from the dieting cycle is because these programs do not, well, most of them do not promote exercising and they don't actually do a plan that's tailored to you so but here I am I'm totally like in in this uh long run and um, determined to do this the right way to help women like you to move away from dieting empower you to move your body to feel happy fit and strong again because that's that's what it's about so today in today's episode um I will talk about dieting mindset and I will also talk about some really underrated habits that will help you move away from dieting. Um, and if your goal is to lower body fat, how can you do that gradually in a more enjoyable way without restrictions, without feeling miserable and exhausted by the end of every day? So I believe that you don't need any shake, juice or a diet program, detox program to lose weight, to keep it off. Uh, what you need is a toolkit that works for you. And it's not a generic plan uh, because unfortunately the generic plan, it's that's what these companies provide. But what you need is a plan that works for you. And uh, if you want to lose weight and keep it off, you need approach that fits your lifestyle and your family. You don't want to be changing everything upside down because you want to achieve this goal. But you want to be looking at your routine and looking what can be done slightly different. So I think the really, um, really, before we dive into this um habits I want you to ask yourself these questions and if you've got a pen and paper just grab it and sit down and I want you to write down answers uh, for this so if you are currently one feeling like you want to look for another diet um, these questions are for you so why do you want to lose weight right now why is now the right time why is it important to you 
And how would your life change if you achieved this goal? I want you to pause this episode um, and then write down the answers or just come back to it uh, when you are sitting down, if you are listening to this podcast um, on your walk, or you can just type it in your notes. Because um, in order to change uh, some of the habits that you feel are currently holding you back, you need to face the reality and you need to face the barriers um, that are stopping you or have been stopping you to make sustainable changes in your life. And I appreciate that this may be quite hard. This may be quite hard um, and potentially even the hardest part to actually face it, to face where you are right now. Why do you want to change and why is it really important to you? But once you write it down and you see it kind of black um, on white, it will give you quite a lot of clarity and direction as well. And you need to be prepared to commit to what you set yourself up with, not just try. Um, um, I was chatting to one of my clients this week about how she used to say, oh, I'm going to try and eat um healthier or I'm going to try and do my workout um, and like that is there straight away not a very specific plan so and she said that how everything changed now because she actually has a plan that is committed to and she will show up for whatever the circumstances are so she will be there and and trust me she is facing a lot of personal challenges but they're not excuses for her anymore they are challenging it's challenging to overcome it but in the long run these moments are the crucial ones when it comes to your progress so so try to move away from I'm gonna try to actually I am committing myself to my to this and I am making promise to myself to do this. Your why, so why do you want to change, will drive you and should drive you forward on the days when it gets harder, when you aren't motivated and when you need to push outside your comfort zone. So your why should be really the motivator because as as we know, you won't be motivated all the time. And that's not how it works. Ah, it, it would be easy, wouldn't it? Like just get up and feeling, you know, like 100% motivated all the time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It does not work that way. Uh, but it shouldn't be stopping you from showing up on yourself because having a list of reasons why to, why, to show up instead of a list of excuses why not to show up will always help you move forward the right direction. So for example, if you struggle to find time for yourself, instead of saying, I don't have time, change it to, how can I make time? What do I need to do different to make time for myself? Or if you feel low and your energy is really not there, um, and you know this mood will potentially lead into some food choices that aren't aligned with your goals at the moment. Instead of saying, oh, I really don't feel like it, say, what can I do that will make me feel better? Straight away, just the way you approach this um, in a more positive way, you are setting yourself up to succeed 
Whereas the the negative self-talk, I don't have time, I don't feel like it, it's 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 kind of making your mindset believe that it's true when it's not true. That's just what you tell yourself. Uh, when it comes to dieting, I tried it all. I did the 30-day shreds. I did some juicing. I was really miserable on the juicing and like pretty much hungry <laughs> nonstop. I did some shakes, but again, that was pr- probably the same. Like I didn't feel like full. I, it didn't satisfy me whatsoever. And all of it, all of these diets were with no sustainable results. And that's how kind of the yo-yo dieting kicks in because you kind of keep looking for something or you keep coming back to something that gave you the quick fix before and you know it worked before. But things didn't change until I realized that um, it's not me that's like wrong as such. Yes, it was me making the choices, but it was the approach that uh, kind of made me fail. And it was the cycle I got stuck in. And the cycle is designed for you to keep coming back. So um, it it wasn't sustainable. And if you want to lose weight and keep it off, you need a sustainable daily, weekly routine that will help you to get there and routine that will change the habits around your nutrition, activity levels, mindset, routine that I believe uh, that will help you be a better version of yourself. You can see how I didn't use the word a new version of yourself because it's still you, but it's a better version, fitter version and healthier version of yourself. And everyone has a routine, uh, whether you do it cautiously or or not. It's your routine. Um, it's everything you do from the moment you wake up until the moment you kind of go to bed. Uh, habits that you've had for years, you know, we're talking things like brushing teeth, locking the door when you leave the house, putting a seatbelt on in a car, things that you don't even realize because you're doing that on autopilot. Uh, but those that routine has got an impact on your choices. Uh, but uh, if you want sustainable changes, you want to lose weight and keep it off, it's the habits within the routine that will make that happen for you. So I'm going to now talk about, about some really good habits that have helped me And I do base my coaching program on this because it's a proven method and it works um, to lose weight and keep it off. Because once you make these habits your autopilot, so you do it without realizing, that's when you actually change your lifestyle and you will successfully move away from the dieting and you will just live life that is happy, fit and healthy. So... I'm going to start with walking outdoors, walk more outdoors. Walking is one of the most underrated ways of keeping you active. We live in um, 2023 at the moment, um, uh, times full of screen. We naturally move less. That's just how it is. You know, if you just compare our activity levels now to 30, 40 years ago, we move less. So things just like chores, hoovering, mopping, dusting, parking your car further away from the school or from the shop, anything goes. All the 
movement counts, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes across the day, it will all add up and it will make a difference in the energy your body expands throughout the day. We don't put weight because we age, but we, we put weight because as we age, we move less. And as we move less, our body, um, as we age, we also lose muscle. So then our body doesn't need as many calories as it did 10 or 15 years ago. And with all the gadgets and screens available to us, um, you know, that's just how it is. So we need to be making cautious effort of moving away or putting some barriers onto the screen time or habits that are currently stopping you from moving more and introduce habits that will help you to get out more and move your body more. Um, exercise, and I'm going to start with the resistance training. And I already mentioned this. Um, as we age, we lose muscle. <clears throat> Uh, however, resistance training um, two to three times per week will help you build strength, uh, keep your bones stronger, and the muscle will protect your bones. This is very, very beneficial and so underrated and needs to be needs to be talked about more. Again, like decades ago, the cardio has been kind of pushed on us. And yes, cardio for heart health. Yes, absolutely. But as we age, the resistance training is like, it should be a non-negotiable. With the right nutrition, this type of training will help you lower body fat and build lean muscle. So if your goal is to get toned, then this is exactly what you want. Uh, we start losing muscle from the age of 35 and we are then likely to... Um, you know, we can develop conditions such as osteoporosis, but the strength training, the resistance training is a type of exercise that can help with this and may prevent this. Um, the other day in the gym, I coach um, a group session on Mondays. I got asked, what are the best exercises? So, um, so resistance training, um, I would probably put as a as a number one, but there is more than you should be doing to keep your body fit and healthy, looking after your core and pelvic floor. So doing exercises to to help strengthen that. Like I mentioned, cardio fitness to keep your heart healthy. Uh, and no, you don't have to do stuff that you don't enjoy. If you don't like running, don't run. If you don't like cycling, don't cycle. But find an activity that will bring your heart rate up and you stay there for a little bit of time, few times per week. doesn't have to be for a long time, but that way your heart will get used to uh, working at that rate. Also include some mobility exercises in. Uh, this could be either very short daily sessions or if you have time to do like a longer yoga, longer stretch. And then like I mentioned at the start, walking. Walking is so underrated to increase your daily activity. Daily 30 brisk walk, 30 minute brisk walk will work wonders for your physical and mental health. Um. So, so yeah. So, and you should so these are the five I would say and just including these into your routine you will improve your sleep your energy will get better your the risk of um cardiovascular disease will be lower also there's been research that uh risk of some cancer is lower and also type 2 diabetes 
you will feel better in yourself and in your body. So your confidence will be better. You'll probably start dressing differently. You will improve your mental health. And that is really important. Movement outdoors really does that. Um, and exercising will help you manage healthy weight with the right nutrition. So whenever I feel like I can't be bothered, I always go to the benefits. Why shoot? why I shoot and I list the benefits instead of the excuses and they will always outweigh uh, the excuses. So I just put the leggings on and I off I go. <laughs> uh, but it will help you as well. I think if you really understand the benefits of those exercises, it will drive you a little bit more forward, especially on the days when you don't feel like it. Okay, so another really habit that uh, to to look at and consider is eating balanced diets and making sure that you eat in accordance with your energy levels. So fueling your body with what it needs, it's important to keep your energy up high. Um, you know, I am all about the 80-20 balance, eating 80% for your goals and make sure you're allowing some room for things that foods that you enjoy. Uh and, uh, you know, this way you allowing yourself to live your life and you don't put restrictions on your diet. If your goal is to lose body fat, you need to set um, subnutrition targets to create energy deficits. So to to eat less calories that your body needs um, to make sure that you are lowering body fat. With the weekly and monthly reviews that I do with my clients, we make sure that we review the strategy, whichever strategy they choose. You know, some of my clients don't count calories. Some of them do. It really just depends what's better for them. Either way, you need to have a strategy that you are able to review. Um, uh, But it's not only the amount of calories you eat, but the quality of what you eat really matters. We live in a society where um, everything is very convenient, fast foods. Um, but the, these these processed foods um, are the foods that are probably not filling you up with nutrients that your body needs. So I recommend um, going for whole foods, lots of uh, fruit and vegetables, uh, making sure you, there is plenty of protein in your diet across the day to help you with your workouts, with recovery and building muscle tissue. So the quality of what you eat is really important. Um, I do help my clients with this through the educational material and podcast that's there so so they can make informed choice and they can create their own meal plan based on their goals um drink more drink water more i should say this is very easily forgotten and especially important uh, for all the all the vital life functions um, our body uh, has got, has, you know, has to do. Uh, our body consists of 70% of water, water, and sometimes thirst can be mistaken for hunger. So I always say drink, drink every couple of hours, make sure you drink water before your meal and drink water or a, or a drink. If you have a hot, a hot tea, like 20 minutes after the meal, drink first thing in the morning, drink before you go to bed, have more water. Uh, yes, you probably will need to go to the toilet a little bit more often to start with, but your body will adjust um, with time. So don't worry about it. 
sleep hygiene and really a big topic. Um, I know a lot of clients who are perimenopausal and menopausal do struggle with the sleep as one of the symptoms of the perimenopause and menopause. However, if your body rests and gets enough rest, it will feel better and you will just be more motivated and get ready to start the day. And I know this is easier said than done, um, but have a look at your at your sleep hygiene. What does your bedtime routine look like? What is your screen time before you go to bed? Uh, what is your bedtime routine? You know, how much screen and light are you exposed to before you go to bed? That bedtime routine will help you with the quality of sleep and will help you with the sleep and aiming for at least six, if not seven, eight hours would be a really, really good point. If you do struggle with waking up at night, um, making sure that you have got tools to help you not to reach for the phone, so not to expose yourself to the screen light but actually whether you start focusing on the breathing again so your mind doesn't start spinning with your to-do list for tomorrow uh, try to bring yourself back to the present moment to help you go back to sleep and again practicing this just like all the other habits will help you with improving your sleep uh, because when you're tired and we we all know that like if if you're really tired you you feel sluggish, you then are very unlikely to do any kind of activity and that then the the food choices are really poor. So the the sleep has got a quite a lot um to answer for and has got quite a big impact on the behaviors the day after. So having a look have a look at your bedtime routine and have a look at um your your sleeping patterns to help you improve that so your body actually rests manage your stress or uh, what's called these days uh, mindfulness so we are exposed to lots of micro stresses literally from the moment we wake up if you whatever your morning routine is um there will be straight away something these are really small micro stresses that you kind of collect throughout the day. Um, but the, so that happens from the moment you wake up, um, whether that would be news, something at home, then you get to work, then your family. And depending on your lifestyle, you may need to look at some of the techniques to help you manage your stress levels. If you feel like a stress, let's say stress eating is um, one of the behaviors that appears that if you are under stress, um, it's a big factor for your body. Um, and uh, if your body is, uh, you know, the cortisol is higher, uh, the stress hormone, then everything else just feels a hundred times, a hundred times harder. Uh, managing your stress in the way that works for you will help you keep your mind clear and more focused on what you can control. And so many people usually say that when they are stressed, that that's exactly when they stop doing things, when really that's exactly when your body needs it the most. Like I, for example, like I work out does help me de-stress and I know it will. Unless the stress is really major, 
like life threatening or like where your body f- is really like in like a lockdown shutdown where everything even moving is difficult um then just at least fresh air but it's when your body is under stress um it needs to be hydrated and it needs to be looked after to help you get through the stressful time so actually doing things such as hydration eating nourishing your body with like vitamins um from fruit and vegetables making sure you ha- you hydrate it, even though it may sometimes feel harder because some people when they're stressed they lower the food intake and um, some people it leads into overeating but again recognizing this and having a really good daily routine that helps you manage your stress now if somebody talked to me about this like 10 years ago I would be like yeah yeah whatever I used to be such a stress head and I think at, at times I still am however it's miles better to what it used to be. Like I used to be worked out, like, you know, if we got eggs and they would fall on the floor and like got 12 smashed eggs on the floor. I would lose my will to live over it. When that happened a few weeks ago, I just laughed. And I'm like, that's just such a big difference. Things that are really small and don't matter shouldn't have an impact on your energy levels. But for me, that was work in progress. Still is, still is. And with challenging life situations and challenging circumstances, you know, it it kind of goes up and down and that's okay. You know, I, I accept it. But that's why it's really important to always come back to the technique or the tool that helps you be present to help you stay focused and help you keep your mind calmer. You will constantly be challenged in life. Uh, You know, it will not stop for you to achieve your weight loss goal. Like life will happen. uh, But that's why focusing on the positives, things such as gratitude, uh, positive affirmation, you know, um, guided meditation uh, and being consistent with these actions will bring you more results than any diet will ever will. So implementing these these habits into your routine, so the movement, walking, um, um, balanced diets, stress management, hydration, and uh, sleep hygiene, these will bring you long-lasting results. None of the short-term diets can do because they just setting you up for such a fail within such a short period of time. And when you finish... One of the main reasons these diets don't work because when you finish, they don't provide you with tools to help you carry on. So then when life happens and you kind of fall back into the wheel, you find yourself coming back to the habits that will unfortunately you know, lead you to gain weight, back, the weight back, if not more, and then you'll be looking for another diet Whereas if you look at these habits and you work on them consistently every day, like I'm not saying it has to be two hours. No, not at all. Like we could be talking two, three minutes at the start to start with. Everything counts and every single habit matters. Just be patient and take it day by day. Um, I've got three tips to help you achieve even better results. 
uh, if you want to lose weight and keep it off. Number one is to adjust your expectations. Remove any deadlines you set yourself up with. If there is a holiday coming out in four weeks, ignore that. Because focusing on this for a short period of time and deadline, again, you know, be realistic with what you can achieve in short period of time. You will really start hating the journey and will be disappointed every time the scale don't change or you don't see the results you want. Um, and I, this is hard to hear, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, it didn't take me or you six weeks to get to the position where I knew I need to do something about it. So I know it's going to take me way longer than six weeks to achieve sustainable results. And if you if you look at it that way, you will remove and adjust the expectations. It will be so much easier for you to carry on with the routine. If you're somebody who is struggling with the all or nothing mindset, then just start thinking all or something instead Five minutes is better than nothing. An apple is better than a chocolate bar. Going to bed five minutes earlier instead of an hour earlier is progress. And it's the progress that you are after, not perfection. So something is always better than nothing. And then think of the longevity of these actions. So... The food you eat to nourish your body, to understand what and how you should eat to lose body fat, body fat, and then once you reach your goal, how to uh, keep it off, how to keep the weight off, as well as what type of workouts you need to be doing to help you feel fitter, stronger, but not just for the six weeks, like I said, for life. Like where do you where do you want to be in ten years time? Where do you want to be in twenty years time? Do you want menopause to be easier? Now I know we don't think this way, but if you actually start thinking this way and doing this, realizing that fitness is for life, you will improve the quality of your life and you will love the progress because you will make very small changes one at a time in the week without feeling overwhelmed. And it's just so much more achievable and sustainable. Give this a go. Give it a go. Please do let me know. Let me know which one of the habits you feel like you would want to look at, which one of those you want to try. Um, have a look exactly where you are now and where you want to be and go back to the three questions uh, I wanted you to ask yourself to find out how you can close the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. Um, few more, few more pointers. Like I said before, it, Rome wasn't built in a day, but the bricks were laid every day. So take one day at a time, take one thing at a time and stay consistent with it to enjoy the process. With my clients, we review the progress regularly. We do weekly check-ins and then monthly check-ins to really make sure that they they are connected with their goals. Oh, I think I'm just going to sneeze. No, no, it's gone. <laughs>
to make sure, you know, and sometimes I had a client this, this week uh, who just felt like she feels everything is just on autopilot. So, so when this happens, when we fall into that steering wheel, like we don't even think about it and we disconnect from the long-term goal and the long-term value. So if this happens, then make sure you just stop, just stop and just sit for a little while. Because when you stop, that's when actually you can connect with the present moment and then connect yourself back to your value and back to your goal. That will then kind of give you the more clarity and direction in which way to move forward. And these these habits, if you start changing these habits, you will gradually move away from the dieting and the quick kind of fix um, mindset. And it will be, when you start now, it will be your very last day one. This is exactly what I do with my one-to-one clients, helping them small changes in their day-to-day life, uh, week, and, and moving forward every day. Um, if you need new perspective, new outlook, or somebody that will help you through the harder times and cheer you, motivate you, but also be there to listen to you, I am the right person to help you. So please, please do reach out. Thank you so much for listening. I actually really enjoyed this episode because it made me think about um, the mindset uh, I've managed to change and of all the clients I've worked with over the years and where are they now and where they were before. So I really appreciate uh, you listening to this podcast. If you did enjoy it, uh, please leave a five-star review and share it with your friends. It would, I lost my words there. It would mean a world to me. So thank you so much again and have a great day.